Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm glad we're here, Christian, because this week has been a rough and busy one. But today's Bible study section was a huge help for me, and I hope it'll be helpful to our listeners too. Today we are continuing in our study of the book of Romans chapter 5. We will be getting into verses 12 through 21, and I really want our listeners to focus on two things. Number one, this matter of Adam to Christ. And number two, this phrase, much more. You might be wondering, much more what? And much more compared to what? And what does Adam have to do with Christ? I guess you're going to have to listen to the end to find the answer. Before we get into today's reading, I wanted to summarize last week's podcast to set the stage for today's pod. The key word was access last week. We had it in the Garden of Eden. We had direct access to God. But due to the fall, we lost it. It was closed. However, Christ's work opened the way back to God. We are saved from eternal perdition, and we are so thankful to God for that. So often, however, we never take advantage of our access back to God in our daily life. And that really is a shame, because God wants us to use it. He wants us to come to Him in the good times, the bad times, all the times. With that being said, today's reading will develop that point even more. We will be highlighting some verses in this section, but again, I recommend our listeners to read all these verses prayerfully. I'm going to read verses 12, 17, and 21. See if you can see the pattern. Romans 5:12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and through sin death, and thus death passed on to all men because all have sinned. 17. For if by the offense of the one death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. And then 21. In order that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness unto eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now Christian, in verse 12, this one man is obviously Adam. But it's interesting. It's almost like in God's eyes, there are only two people. And those two people show two sources, almost like two trees from Genesis. What's the significance of bringing up the contrast between Adam and then Christ? Yeah, I just just want to mention the whole being in Adam and then being in Christ, that's all over Paul's epistles, being in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. It's really amazing as we allow the word to convince us what the reality is. You know, when we believed in God, we also believed into God. We, we believed into a person and like 
It's, it's really full of significance. And just like you mentioned, you know, we're no longer in Adam. We've been transferred into Christ. And a lot of great things happened when that happened. <laughs> You're right, Christian. When you read the Bible, you see this phrase, in Christ, a lot. That little preposition, in, means a lot. Imagine that Christ is the good land that the children of Israel were endeavoring to enter. If you read in the Old Testament, the good land provided everything that they needed. It was a rich land full of supply. They were stuck in Egypt under slavery. But now, through salvation and God's shepherding, they are in the good land. It's kind of like that. Before, we were stuck in Egypt. We were under slavery, and no matter what we did, we could not save ourselves. In fact, in verse 17, it says, By the offense of the one, death reigned over us. But through God's full salvation, He's brought us in Christ. And through Christ, we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And the result is reigning in life. That is a really amazing thing, Christian. I, I really like this verse. It sounds so awesome, you know, receiving the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. You know, it's so rich, these phrases. And then the result of that is reigning in life. And I think this touches on something that's it's actually like even another level. We, we talked about, you know, just being justified from your sins. But we're talking about reigning in life. To me, that sounds like you're just like, in your daily life, you're like reigning over the different situations in your life. That's more than just being saved. You know, this is like touching on our daily living, being in God's kingdom, reigning in a very normal way over all the situations in our daily life and all the different things going on. Yeah, I love what the Apostle Paul is bringing out here. And before I go on, I actually want to clarify something. Reigning in life isn't like being successful in everything that you do. For example, reigning in life isn't like I started a multi-billion dollar company and I have five houses and eight cars. I'm reigning in life. No, in fact, I would say since Paul is writing this, if you look at his life, reigning in life is being able to sing hymns of praise while in prison as shown in Acts 16.25. It's being able to speak with boldness about God's saving power while in the midst of a crazy storm about to be shipwrecked in Acts 27. In both those situations, Paul wasn't trying hard or saying, well, a good Christian will praise God here, so I should do that. No, he was enjoying the abundance of grace. He was enjoying the wonderful supply from God. And though the outward situation didn't change, he was reigning. This reminds me of Paul's word in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. There it said that there was a thorn in his side, not literally, but something that hindered him, that bothered him. He entreated the Lord three times to take it away, but the Lord's word to him was, my grace is sufficient for you. Instead of removing the hindrance, instead of removing the obstacle, Instead of taking away this test, instead of moving you away from this preceptor that you don't like, instead of removing this difficult patient from you, it's like the Lord is telling you, why don't you enjoy my grace? Trust and depend on my grace. Don't trust in your natural ability. Trust in my grace because it is sufficient for you to reign over this situation. 
And now your reigning is a testimony to the world that you aren't a person that lives according to your own efforts, but you're one that depends on God for everything. You're someone that's no longer in Adam. You're in Christ. Death does not reign in your life, but grace reigns. I, I just really want to bring up this one verse in Hebrews really quick. These verses, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all respects like us, yet without sin. Let us therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. You know, we were talking about receiving the abundance of grace. This is the situation today. The Lord, he's enthroned in the heavens. He's our great high priest. He's praying for us. He's interceding for us. And because of his, what he's done for us, because of him dying for us, meeting the righteous requirement, we can come forward with boldness to the throne of grace. And we can receive mercy and find grace. So, you know, this is the situation today. Whether you, we feel like it or not, whether I feel like it or not, I can come forward with boldness to the throne. And the Lord is handing out grace. The Lord is handing out grace. I just want to say that, that again, you know. And we, we just need to open. We just need to open. The Lord is so available to us. He's made himself so abundant to us. I just had a little burden to speak that. Those are some awesome verses, Christian. Right now, toward us, God's throne is not a throne of judgment anymore, but a throne of grace. You know, Christian, when I was preparing for this pod, I came across some commentary talking about this word grace. In one aspect, grace is unmerited favor. But in this context, I think it is deeper than that. Paul didn't seem to be in a favorable position in much of his journey. Things didn't always go his way. You could say that when he was in prison or being shipwrecked or stoned or beaten, he probably wasn't thinking, God is so favorable toward me. But in all those situations, he was enjoying Christ. Christ was his energy, his peace, his countenance, and his supply. I want to submit this definition, that grace is actually God as our wonderful supply. Now the verse makes more sense, right? Those that enjoy the abundance of God as their supply will reign in life. I hope this podcast episode encourages you this week to enjoy your access to God. Whether we feel like it or not, we are no longer in Adam. We no longer have to live under death. We are in Christ. And with Christ, we have peace toward God. We have access to God, to the throne of grace to supply us right now today. All we have to do is open to him and turn to him, and he's so ready to give us this grace. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. And of course, if you ever have any questions or you would like some more reading material, Feel free to comment on our Christians at UMMC Facebook page. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. To God's complete control. All things.
songs are his, yes, life and death, things present or to come. In Christ he draws in peace each breath, in Christ he finds his home. No mortal tongue can e'er describe the freedom of the soul. When passed beyond all earthly bribe to God's complete control, all things are His, yes, life and death, things present or to come. In Christ He draws in peace each breath, in Christ He finds His own. When such as we the King can choose to share with Him His throne, tis passing strange that we refuse to be our Lord's alone. Oh, never speak of sacrifice, of privilege untold, is to be His at any price in Calvary's host and roll. Arise the holy bar and strike the fragments for the All things are yours when you are His, and He and you are one. About this life in Him there is, and kingdom yet to come. All things are yours when you are His, and He and you are one. About this life in Him there is, and kingdom yet to come.